if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. It is now eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Tuesday, the 27th morning of the fourth month of the year of our Lord 2021. I appreciate you being with us. We've got a great program lined up for you today. Some very important information that we need to discuss with one another and two great guests who are going to help us do it. Coming up. In a half an hour, a little less, at about 9.35, we are going to be speaking with Dan Reginald. Dan has filed a lawsuit against the state of Ohio and the state's Board of Education to keep critical race theory out of our classrooms, to stop the poisoning of our children's minds, the corruption of their souls. And I mean that very literally. I know that sounds a little over the top, maybe a little melodramatic, But it really is corrupting of the soul when you teach children that they are something that they may not be because of the color of their skin. When you teach a little child that you are inherently racist because you were born with light skin, that corrupts their souls. That hurts their heart. It harms their self-esteem. It is simply barbaric, quite frankly. It's psychological barbarism. Is what it is. And when you tell a little black child that you are never going to be able to achieve at the level of your white supremacist, white privileged, uh, white neighbors, uh, because you are always going to be held back and victimized by the color of your darker skin, that is psychological warfare as well. It is torture. It is simply unfathomable. And that's what critical race theory does. It is being forced upon us by the far left, including the far leftist in the White House. And we're going to talk about that with Dan Reginald. And we have to find a way to keep it out of Ohio's schools. Some states have already done this. Some states have already passed legislation or governors have issued orders and directives to make sure that critical race theory is kept out of their schools. Ohio, sadly, is not among them yet. So we'll see where this lawsuit goes with Dan Reginald, who has filed it against the board at 935. Then at 1010, you better believe we're going to get a great conversation from our regular Tuesday guest. It is Tuesday. That means it is Kersenow Day. Peter Kersenow will join us to talk about that as well. It's always good when you're talking <clears throat> excuse me, about a lawsuit 
to talk to an attorney, especially one as renowned as uh, Peter Kersenow. And this is right in his wheelhouse, too, because not only is he, is he an attorney, he is a member of the Commission on Civil Rights, the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. So he'll, he'll have uh, some thoughts, definitely, on critical race theory and its um, place in American schools. But before we do any of that and get into the top news of the day, let us pause. If you are a patriot, please stand. Put your hand over your heart. And if you are not, well, then uh, I do not apologize for our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen to that. And uh, let's, let's commence with saving our country. I don't mean to steal Larry Elder's line. I always attribute to him, but we really do. He's right when he starts his program and every hour with We've Got a Country to Save. We certainly do. So what do you say we get started? First of all, let's call out the insanity of of John Kerry. The Biden administration, you, you had to know that this was going to blow up in their face. Before Biden even took office and when he started naming his cabinet positions and his other positions, I did a story for you, and I did an interview with somebody who knew the inner workings of the relationship between Tony Blinken, the current Secretary of State, and John Kerry, who had been Secretary of State in the Obama-Biden White House. And the way that they were going to clash, because Kerry takes a backseat to no one, and he's not Secretary of State anymore, Tony Blinken is, but Kerry not only being a past Secretary of State, but being a classic narcissist, believes himself to be the smartest man in every room. And that Kerry was going to come in and try to undercut Tony Blinken's uh, foreign policy that he was establishing on behalf of the Biden administration as Secretary of State. Because Kerry was given this climate czar position, which essentially let him go kind of rogue, kind of cowboy. So you knew there were going to be problems there. What you probably didn't know is that the problems would predate his position as climate czar. That his problems go back to his time as Secretary of State under uh, uh, Barack Obama. And those problems include what could be considered to be international war crimes. Iranian foreign... Now, you have to, you have to really consider the the sources here. So I am not going to play leftist here and pronounce somebody guilty uh, without evidence. We have to consider the source. Far be it from, you know, the Iranians to ever lie to anybody. Far be it from the Iranians to ever lie to the United States. But the Iranians were best buddies with Barack Obama and Joe Biden and previously John Kerry. All right? That's why... Barack Obama felt so comfortable sending $50 billion on pallets of cash to Iran and got into their ridiculous nuclear agreement in which they were allowed to continue to enrich uranium to levels that were close to, if not exceeding, weaponized, weaponized enriched uranium, and that uh, inspectors would not have any time anywhere access. So, you know, the, the Obama, Biden, Kerry, Clinton... Democrat White House of a few years ago really did everything they could to bend over backward, uh, bend, bend over backwards for Iran, and it disturbed a lot of us greatly. And when President Trump came in and undid all of that damage, it was phenomenal. 
But now that Biden is in power, and Kerry is to a level of extent back in power, this matters. Iranian Foreign Minister Mohammad Javad Zarif claimed in recently leaked audio that John Kerry, as Secretary of State during those Obama years, informed him of more than 200 Israeli operations in Syria. Israel, for those who do not realize, is our ally. Israel is our ally. Iran is our enemy. Syria is our enemy. The leaders of those two nations are barbaric war criminals and terrorist uh, supporters, providers, funders, conspirers. And John Kerry, according to, again, you consider the source here, but according to the Iranian foreign minister, John Kerry sold out our allies in Israel. Kerry has previously been accused of colluding with Iranian leaders to undermine the Trump administration. You remember that, right? He's now a part of the Biden administration, has a seat on the National Security Council as a presidential envoy for climate. I call it climate czar, whatever. Kerry shocked Zarif by revealing that Israel had attacked Iranian targets in Syria more than 200 times, according to leaked audio uh, obtained by the New York Times and other outlets. Consider that source, too, while we're at it. Zarif also spoke frankly about the limited power, his limited power rather, compared to Ayatollah Ali Khamenei and the blow to U.S., uh, the blow, the blow that the U.S. dealt to Iran by killing General Qasem Soleimani in January of 2020. Kerry faced criticism yesterday over Zarif's claim. A lot of it. John Kerry was ratting out our Israeli covert operations in Syria directly to the Iranian foreign minister. Let that sink in. Wow said Noah Pollack of the Foreign Policy-Focused Democratic Alliance Group, among other criticisms, and there's a ton. Former Special Advisor for Iran at the State Department, Gabriel Norana, weighed in on Zarif's lasting political career, despite his differences with others in Iranian government. The main reason Zarif has survived as foreign minister for eight years in Iran's cutthroat political environment is he serves as the reasonable storefront to the world, protecting the more empowered radical elements of the regime from Western and press scrutiny. Most of the time, Zarif's foreign ministry is relegated to the job of marketing and PR, justifying and defending the policy choices of the IRGC and Supreme Leader Khamenei abroad. I think the leak was likely instigated by regime insiders who have long hated Zarif and tried to oust him. They oppose current efforts to rejoin the JCPOA. What about that? What a shocker there. I have a, uh, something in common with, common with some Iranians. I also oppose the JCPOA. And also wanted to bolster uh, domestic opposition to President Rouhani and his allies running for office in June. So the bottom line here is that John Kerry has been accused possibly very credibly, depending on who, whom in Iran you want to believe and can trust, of selling out and ratting out our allies in Israel. Now, what does that mean going forward? Well, we can, pa- we can talk about that and we can ponder that. It could mean many things. Some say it means that John Kerry simply must resign his position. He must resign his position in the uh, uh, Biden administration as climate envoy and member of United or of the uh, uh, National Security Council. 
That's just one suggestion. Here's coverage. In these leaked recordings, Zarif says that former Secretary of State Kerry disclosed covert Israeli operations to Iran, confirming to them that it was Israel that had struck 200 targets in Syria. It's not clear when Kerry passed this intelligence on, but in the tapes, Zarif himself says how surprised he was that Kerry would reveal such sensitive information. This disclosure has now led to numerous calls for his resignation as climate czar. Secretary Kerry has denied the allegations, tweeting, I can tell you that this story and these allegations are unequivocally false. This never happened, either when I was Secretary of State or since. Now that's, of course, you know, the denial is obvious here because this is more than just a crime if it is indeed something that happened that would result in a resignation. It should have multiple layers of results and ramifications. Number one, Kerry resigns from the Biden administration. Number two, he could be charged with a crime. And he should be charged with a crime. Now, I don't know if it necessarily rises to the level of treason because he didn't specifically sell out the United States. But when you sell out an American ally, and when you conspire and collude to pass on sensitive information to an American enemy, thus putting an American ally in danger or jeopardy, it's, if it's not treason, it is pretty doggone close. You sell out our allies, in a manner of speaking, you sell out the United States. If there was a full-on attack, let's put it to you this way, if Iran went and, and began a full-out sustained assault on Israel as a response to learning that Israel struck Iranian targets 200 different times in Syria, do you think the United States would sit by and watch? We wouldn't. We would join in the battle to defend Israel, and we would do so rightfully. And so if John Kerry's actions here put Israel in danger, then it could, by extension, put the United States in danger. Giving Aid and comfort to the enemy is treason. And he may very well have given aid and comfort to the enemy, being Iran, in informing them and giving them sensitive information um, about our ally in Israel. Then finally, the the next, well, actually two more, I should say. I said there's multi-layers of ramifications here. One would be Kerry uh, uh, resigning. Number two would be him possibly being charged. And here's number three. Shouldn't the Biden administration pay a price? Even though this happened while Barack Obama was president and Joe Biden was vice president, Joe Biden had to know what was going on, and if not, then what in the hell was he doing in the number two seat for eight years? That's number one. But number two, did you vet John Kerry at all before you gave him a spot at the table with the National Security Council today in the Biden administration? Did you think about vetting his work as Secretary of State before you put him in that post as climate envoy and part of the National Security Council? If you ask me, the Biden administration has to take full responsibility for John Kerry's treasonous actions and should be held accountable. Now, I will go back to what I said at the beginning of this monologue. There is an if here. Biggest word in the English language is if, just two letters long, because it changes everything. If this is true, then that must be done. If that happened, then something else happened as a reaction. If is a major factor here. If you can trust the Iranians, 
if you can trust the foreign ministry official who made this statement, if it all turns out to be true, heads in the Biden administration need to roll. This is no small matter. Now, I don't know if this story is something that has just been kind of bumped to the front page now to take the pressure off of the border, to take the pressure off of Kamala Harris. I don't know if this is what's going on here or not. But if these allegations are true, there's that word again. Uh, we've, We've got a very serious international crisis on our hands. Our ally has been sold out by the United States of America, and our enemy strengthened because of it. I'd love to hear from you. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. This is The Authority. Okay, 926 now, pushing up on 927. Thanks for joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. Don't forget, coming up, i got a couple of great interviews. Do you know what critical race theory is? Do you truly understand? Um, Prager University has put together one of its best pieces yet. If you don't know about PragerU yet, if you are not online a lot, or if you just haven't come across it, I know Dennis talks about it during his show. I certainly talk about it. To me, I, and I told Dennis this personally. And I said to his audience on his airwaves, uh, when I fill in for Dennis, um, I think Prager videos are the best thing on the internet. Bar none. Forget about conservative websites, forget about sports, forget about any, I, mean, I don't care what you use the internet for. Prager videos are the best thing on the internet. Five minute bites. That's it. Little, easily consumable five minute pieces of education and information with narratives written honestly and analytically, uh, combined with enough animation to keep everybody engaged and interested. So you don't just kind of slough off and your mind starts to wander as you listen to a lot of fancy language. It's just so phenomenal. Well, the latest PragerU video is called or is entitled, What is Critical Race Theory? I'm going to play a portion of this for you here in the last two minutes before the news so that it sets up my conversation uh, coming up at 935. We are going to talk about the lawsuit that has been filed against the state of Ohio's Board of Education, one that is, quite frankly, as important as anything that is that is going on right now in this state. I'll be 100% honest with you as important as anything else going on in this state. Uh, so we're going to talk about that after the bottom of the hour. Listen to just a couple of minutes here of Prager University and what is critical race theory. And come on, audio. Boy, I hate when it glitches at the right, right at the, or at the uh, very wrong time. All right, Dennis Prager, waiting for you here. Actually, Prager University, not Dennis himself. Here we go. Critical race theory holds that the most important thing about you is your race, the color of your skin. That's who you are. Not your behavior, not your values, not your environment, your race. In critical race theory, if you are a member of a minoritized racial group, their term, not mine, you are a victim of a system that is rigged against you, a system that doesn't want you to succeed. On the other hand, if your race is privileged, you're an exploiter, whether you intend to be or not. Critical race theory begins from the assumption that racism occurs in all interactions. To see how this works, consider this thought experiment. Imagine you own a shop and two customers enter at the same time, one white and one black. Who do you help first? 
If you help the black person first, critical race theory would say you did so because you don't trust black people to be left alone in your store. That's racist. If you help the white person first instead, critical race theory would say you did so because you think blacks are second-class citizens. That's racist, too. That's critical race theory. It can find racism in anything, even if it has to read your mind to do it. And I'll stop right there because I want to get to our news, and and then we're going to talk about this. Um, That is the best example, I think, and, and the most simplistic thing. A child can understand that, right? A black and a white walk into your store. Who do you help first? If you help the black person first, it's because you don't trust them enough to leave them alone while you wait on the white person because who knows what they'll do. And if you wait on the white person first, it's why'd you pick him? Because blacks always come second. That's why. You're racist no matter what you do. And they will find a way to make anything and everything you do if you're a member of the majority group, and in this case, whites, to to prove that you are racist. That's critical race theory, and that's being forced on Ohio school students. You understand that? It's being forced on Ohio school students as well as adults in boardrooms and in corporate trainings and so on and so forth. This is what we must stop. And we're going to talk to Dan Reganold about that next right here on AM 1420 The End. Okay, 936 now. Let's get right into it on AM 1420, The Answer. I gave you a little bit of a primer before the news break there, uh, just a little bit from Prager University describing what critical race theory is. We have much more to discuss on that, and more importantly, how it is being implemented in, in the uh, state of Ohio's schools. Public schools under the direction of the Ohio Board of Education are going to be teaching critical race theory at the direction of the government. And this is something that should be able to be challenged by American or rather Ohio citizens. It isn't, which is what led to the lawsuit that we are discussing now with the man who has filed it against the Ohio BOE. Dan Reginald joining us on AM 1420, The Answer, to discuss CRT and why the Ohio BOE refuses to debate it. Dan, good morning. How are you, sir? Bob, good morning. It's it's um, it's great to have a chance to talk to you. I've heard so many good things about you, and and I think your comment about corrupting of their soul that that could really be the the uh, the the, st- the statement of our whole campaign. Well, thank you, Dan. I uh, you know I really I, I I don't know how I came up with that. It just it, it, this is more than just indoctrination of the mind. We, there are a lot of things in which kids today are being indoctrinated. We used to say that about college campuses, you know, twenty years ago or thirty years ago, and then of course now it's they're doing it to the high school kids. Now they're doing it K through eight too, and it's so so now that's not just an indoctrination of the mind. What they're teaching these kids through CRT is is really a corruption of their soul. It is it is it is going to harm them deeply and spiritually and and uh, in internally for for probably the rest of their lives if we don't interject which is why you're here you have attempted to bring a point of view you and many many others to the board of education to discuss and debate the merits and the potential uh, uh, pitfalls if you will of critical race theory the board doesn't want to hear from you anymore that's the basis of your lawsuit can you tell us more yeah well listen this whole thing started for me from one of your listeners um, so kudos to you. Um, one of your listeners from Lorraine called me in uh, January and told me about this resolution that the uh, board had passed last July, right in the middle of COVID, when nobody was watching. And the resolution was called the Resolution to, to Condemn Racism and to Advance Equity. Mm-hmm. And, and as I started to take a look at it, I, I really, I really couldn't believe what what I was reading. It was just, 
it was just all that kind of bad stuff that you hear about, like uh, indoctrination training of employees, uh, that we all had to, to sit back and reflect on and, and have an internal examination of our own implicit biases that we had. And, and as I looked at what the board had passed at 11 o'clock at night, when many people who, who claimed they voted didn't even know what they were voting for, mm-hmm. uh, it, it just really seemed to me like it was, it, it was critical race theory. Um, and, and so I, I took a look at the website of the board and tried to get a hold of the president, Laura Kohler, and uh, I saw a link to the 1619 Project, something I had studied at this free university I run called Empower U Ohio in, since down in the Hamilton County area. And um, I just couldn't believe what I, was, what I was reading. There was just all sorts of links on there for different educational um, programs that Ohio teachers could use and, and things that, you know, articles from people like Nicole Hannah-Jones that talked about how democracy had been built on the, on the back of black people. And, and, and as I read it, it was, it was similar to what you just played from Dennis Prager. It just, it just seemed super anti-un-American. Um, so I, I felt like I needed to write the governor and, and tell him that the, the board, it seemed to me, had become radicalized. So mm-hmm. I, I sent a letter to Governor DeWine, um, from which I'm still waiting uh, for, for an answer, and just told him that the board was outside the norm of Ohioans, and he, he needed to get involved and do something. Um, so April 13th came, came about, and that's when the board's meeting was. And I told, uh, I sent a message to Laura Kohler. I'd also told her to take this 1619 Project link off the state website because it's just not factual. The information is not, is not incorrect, and it's been disproven by so many people. But I, I told her I wanted to speak about critical race theory, and, and that's when she told me that she had made the decision not to accept any comments based upon race. Um. There's so much to unpack there. First of all, just to, to what you just said about the 1619 project, not only is it proven to be not factual, factual, that it is in fact fictional, not, that's not just by outside observers and analysts and, 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 uh, and, and students, et cetera. That is according to the, to the, to the author. Uh, Nicole Hannah Jones has indeed said it was not intended to be historically accurate. Uh, it was a way that they see it, the way that they feel about it. So if it is intent, I don't want to go too far in it, but if, if it is just an, um, a matter of how they choose to see things, how can that then be taught as educational curricula to Ohio students as if it were factual, as if it was, you know, replacing uh, yeah, lesson, what we all lesson know. Pla- lesson plans, everything was on there. And when I, when I asked uh, uh, um, President Kohler to take it down, she, her message to me was, well, I don't, I don't know how it got up there. And I thought to myself, <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. And, uh, she, her message to me was, well, I've, I've, I've made a decision. She, she researched it first, but she got back to me and she said, well, I, I feel like I can trust the teachers out in the 600 schools around Ohio to do the right thing. And when it comes to the 1619 Project, that's not the right thing. Wow, that that is incredible. Um, we're talking with Dan Reginald. By the way, Dan, I have not talked to you before. Am I saying your name correctly? Yes, you are. Okay, Hi. thank you. I almost called you Reginald before, so I wanted to get a, a hard G. Okay, um, so... You you asked to speak. She said, uh, no, we're not going to have any more dis- debate and discussion on race. You have not gotten any response from the governor. Have you talked to anybody in the legislature? Is there anything legislatively that can be done to um, 
essentially force public debate on this in the Ohio School Board of Education because the Board of Education is is run by, you know, as you say, Laura Kohler and, and, and all of the board members, but it still um, serves the people. Should the people not have a say, and can the legislature help at all? Well, I'm hopeful that's exactly where we're going to go. I've uh, Myself and several other group leaders around the state of Ohio, we've kind of formed a coalition. We, we met for the second time last night, and we're kind of looking at language against this critical race theory that we want to present to different legislators to try to get someone to pass a bill to kick this stuff out of Ohio because it's terrible for our students. You know, um, our founders, they, our founders never talked about this, this new buzz term equity. What they talked about was equality and, and they talked about kind of to go along with your corrupting of the soul comment. They talked about something called the freedom of the mind. And that's the ability for students, for people like us, to, to be able to live your lives and not be submitted to somebody else indoctrinating you. And uh, my friend Tom tells me that the Ohio Constitution calls it the right of conscience. And that's for you and students to be able to feel comfortable in their own skin and, and not to be intimidated and, and not to have their well-being impact, impacted. So uh, we, we formed about 15 or 20 groups that are looking at critical race theory and we're going to go to the legislators. I understand one legislator already has something drawn up that is similar to the language in West Virginia that apparently has passed there. So I'm going to keep my fingers crossed on that. You have not yet heard from Mike DeWine, you said, in response to your letter. Um, comparing and contrasting that, for example, and I've made this statement numerous times on the air, I have serious governor envy for the people of Florida. Ron DeSantis down there has condemned critical race theory and vowed it will not be taught in Florida classrooms. So this can be done, at least it would appear in this state, in one state, by governor, governor edict that this will not be allowed. Do you think that is something that Mike DeWine could do if he was so moved. I know you haven't even gotten a response yet, but can we take this out of courts and legislatures? Can an executive do what the executive down in Florida did? Uh, can they be done here? Yeah, I think he can do it tomorrow if he wants to. And and my message to Governor DeWine and to Lieutenant Governor John Husted, who I, I've got a lot of respect for, is, is you just can't allow these students to be pitted uh, one against each other just because they have different colors of skin. That is so basic. That, that is so simplistic. Uh, he could do it tomorrow if he wants to. And I'm, I'm, I'm calling for him, him to do that. Um, and, you know, one of these things about this whole equity thing that's being, being pushed forward, and in all honesty, Mike DeWine's name is mentioned along with this equity, is that, you know, it throws the, the teachings of Martin Luther King just out to the side of the road. Just, just, just get rid of them. We're not going to judge people by the content of their character. What we're going to do is judge people by the color of their skin. And I feel like I'm going back 40, 40 years. Bob. You are. You know, James uh, Lindsay said the very same thing in that PragerU video that I only played a short piece of, a short clip of. He said the very same thing. This is antithetical to the civil rights movement and this passage of the civil rights law. The civil rights law and, and, and act said that you cannot discriminate against anybody based on their race or their creed or their religion. What critical race theory does says you doggone well better discriminate against people based on these things because that's the first and last thing that you must notice about them. It completely takes away independence individuality it makes everybody uh, uh, be judged first and foremost by the hue of their skin that is the exact opposite of what martin luther king said and what the civil rights act and and law now as uh, you know was was supposed to do for us 
Yeah, and and you know our our uh, great attorney Kurt Hartman, who who gave up has gave up his time to help us with this. You know, he's just told me, and he's taught classes at Empower You Ohio uh, on open records and open meetings, and just a state public body. They they can't uh, shut down speech based on certain types of comments. It, it, it just it, it, it the state board it seems like is operating on kind of a it, you know I I'm kind of wondering you know who's who's guiding them and telling them what they should or what they shouldn't do. This is kind of like almost going back to kindergarten. It is, uh, Dan Regenold, uh of Empower You. And by the way, Dan, like I said, we had not met before this uh, opportunity to talk to one another. Besides uh, 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 Educate You, what else do you do? Uh, I run a picture frame manufacturing company down in Cincinnati. So make American made picture frames, frameusa.com. Fantastic. So EmpowerYouOhio.org is what your your activist site is, but uh, you're a business owner, and that's fantastic. I just kind of want to give it a little background here. So, so Dan... When I, when I look at the, the Ohio Board of Education putting this in Ohio schools, which is what you're fighting against, and you want to at least have the opportunity to be heard and debate this in Ohio school board meetings, uh, which is what Laura Kohler will not allow, um, I go much further than that, and this is my concern. It's so much further than schools now. As you probably have seen, there are numerous videos flying around the Internet of corporate trainers teaching uh, employees, whether they be high-level board members or just rank-and-file employees of companies and corporations, they have to sit through trainings, critical race theory trainings, and oftentimes, not everybody, just the white folks have to sit there and be told this is how you try to, uh, you know, abandon your whiteness, how to crush your whiteness and start seeing things from a more equitable point of view. Um, I guess what I'm asking is, even if you're successful to an extent with the Board of Education, is this thing already a runaway train that can never be stopped? It's beyond schools. It's in boardrooms. It's in break rooms. It's everywhere. I think it can be stopped, and, and, and that's, where the, that's where I'm asking for the good people of Ohio to start first with our schools. Uh, universities, I want to send a clear message. You're, you're, on our, you're on our target also, because really the universities, it's, it's you know, Ohio State University hiring 50 diversity officers. Come on, give me a break. This is this is public. Public money is going to Ohio State University, mm-hmm. so we we want to get it out of the schools first, then go, go to the universities. But you know, our, our this whole wokeism, we we want to push to to just see what we can do to get rid of it. Yeah, and, and I hope we can get rid of it at the, you know, like I said, at the K through 12 level, at the university level. But then again, there is also, as I say, the corporate level, the, you know, the, the workforce level. You know, Joe Biden kind of made this almost a linchpin of his campaign and certainly of his presidency. I mean, he is pushing and forcing this, uh, on U.S. schools, many people say, with the goal of, of division. Which is exactly what it does. Um, you know, at, at its very basic, basic level, it divides all of us. It tells the little white kid in the, in the, in the desk, you are evil and it's not your fault necessarily, but you can't change that because you were born white. So you have DNA evil in you. And it tells the little girl next to him, the little black girl next to her, you, by the way, are always going to be a victim. You're always going to be, uh, persecuted by this girl next to you here. How can those two girls grow up to be friends when that's the lesson they're being taught? So my question to you, Dan, is if the goal is to divide, and I believe that it is, what's the end goal? Is it what the founders of BLM declared to be the end goal, which is a Marxist state? 
Yeah, well, thanks for thanks for asking that because Kurt Hartman, our attorney, um, if you want to see the if your, your people that are listening out there, if you want to read the lawsuit, go to empoweruohio.org, the critical race tab, and you can read the lawsuit. But he, he refers constantly to it being a Marxist uh, a Marxist uh, situation, and, and when I talked to him about that, he just reminded me. And, and and some people don't really understand that word, but what it is is just pitting classes of people against each other. Mm-hmm. That that's the worst possible thing that could 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 happen, and unfortunately, with what we've seen happen in the last nine months in our country, it seems that's that's what what the goal is. Yeah, it, it really is. It pits the classes against one another, and then it puts an all powerful totalitarian government in charge to divvy up what needs to be divvied up. As uh, you know, there will be no more personal property. Uh, there will be no more. I mean, that the bottom line here is redistribution as the government sees fit to whom, and, and it's almost as full on the same thing as communism. You know, uh, you know, for, uh, the 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 goal here being for the government to decide what the uh, helpless proles actually are allowed to have, and we have seen it in numerous numerous nations in numerous periods of time it always leaves a wake of starvation and death and uh it is shocking to me uh that this can that we can be even on this path here in the united states having history as our backdrop but then again you heard uh, alexandria ocasio-cortez dan say a couple of days ago joe biden has far exceeded even uh you know what the progressive wild progressives wildest dreams are and we know what the progressives dreams are they are that marxist state he's done a lot that's for sure um, so any group out there that wants to kind of get involved, just send me an email to info, I-N-F-O, at empoweruohio.org. And we'd love to add your group to our list of groups around the state that are, are going to present uh, kind of a, our, our thoughts on critical race theory to legislators um, around Ohio to right. try to get one of them to, st- to stand up and stop it. Uh, I want to hit that that website again real quick, Dan, just so people know, too. It's the letter U, Empower, the letter U, Ohio, EmpowerUOhio.org, just so people can find this. I'm looking at the page right now. You have a wealth of information there, a lot of great links to some very important information so people can understand what CRT is, what the 1619 Project is, and what we have to work together to try to stop here in the state of Ohio and hope that 49 other states do the exact same thing. Dan Reganold, thank you so much for coming on to share the uh, uh, information with us, and the best of luck to you in this lawsuit. We will keep our uh, keep uh, tabs on this and hopefully talk again. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thank you so much. Dan Reganold uh, on AM 1420, The Answer. He Again, you heard him. He is a business owner in Cincinnati, and he runs EmpowerUOhio.org. I strongly advise you to check it out, read the wealth of information that is there, and most importantly, what do I always tell you on this program? Share it. Share this information with other people who don't know. We cannot trust the media to get this information out there. We've got to do it ourselves. I'll be right back. You know, what a perfect time for that promo from uh, Charlie Kirk, right? You are not going to teach my children to hate their country. And you are not going to teach my children to hate themselves. And that's what they're doing. Specifically to white children, hate yourself, you evil, light-skinned, privileged, supremacist, beneficiary of slavery 
You should be ashamed. You owe the black children around you reparations for what you've done to them. You make them hate themselves. And at the same time, you make the little black children hate themselves too, telling them that they're worthless and that they can't do anything on their own, that they're less than, that they're helpless without white aid and assistance and reparations. That they will always be victims, that they will never have an opportunity to survive and to grow and to thrive on their own. That it will always take some sort of government correction of white evil in order to help them along the way. You will not teach my children that. And I'm speaking for all of us. My children are in college now and one is about to graduate high school. You will not teach any of our children that. Jan in Brexville, uh, before the top of the hour. Hi, Jan, go ahead. You're on the air. Hi, Bob. Uh, I've been uh, involved with this since uh, July 20th, 2020, when this first, or 14th, when this first came out. And a few of the things I've learned along the way, the Ohio Department of Education and the Board of Education are two separate entities. The ODE is uh, uh, Paolo De Maria is the president, and they're the ones who do a lot of the, like, curriculum and uh, suggestions and all that. Mm -hmm. And what you said about uh, they don't know how this got on the website, well, I have some information that I kind of know how it got on the website, and uh, Paolo De Maria, uh, in front of the state legislature, even has said that he... Uh, he was finally got. He finally admitted that they are pushing this in front of Reggie Stoltzfus. He's one of the state legislatures yep. who has been uh, involved in in asking questions about this, right. about critical race theory and sixteen nineteen. So uh, the o- they know more than they want to say. They don't want to say they're promoting it, but they they are. And what. Uh, Paolo De, Mar- De, Mar- De Maria said to me in a letter, because uh, I did email him about this, as well as the whole Board of Education when it first came out, is that it's up to local control, and whatever they put on their website doesn't mean it's curriculum that must be taught. It is just something on the website as an option for them to use if they wish. And they That's don't a cop-out. Really That's a complete to and total cop-out because know, it's not about mandating that it be taught. It is about allowing it to be taught when, in fact, it should be banned from being taught. As it is fiction, even in, in talking about 1619 and all of the teachings based on 1619, even the author, the primary lead author of the 1619 Project, admits that this is not historically accurate. This is the way that they like to see things and present things. So the idea, and thank you for the call, Jan. I got to get to the news, but the uh, the idea that this can even be taught by choice by elective from local uh, administrators and teachers that's the problem and that's what has to be stopped in columbus back after the-